So check it out if you Excellent. haven't. Beautiful. I'm going to go now into uh, question time, Fab. Fab had some misgivings about this segment. He expressed them to me before the show. He's not sure where it's going. He's not sure where it's at. But with that, he leads us off. He's got the new ball, Fab. All right. My question's for you. I thought I was giving you a question. Oh, then I'm not kicking it off. No, you're no, no, I'm, a question you're kicking, yeah, you're kicking it off with a question answered, oh. not asked. Okay. You ready? Okay. Okay. What's your question? So in light of the EPLs, obviously two games down, transfer ban or not, does Frank Lampard see out the season? That's a, fun, that's a great question, Sean. It is, isn't it? Couldn't have written it better myself. No. Now... I did a bit of ad-libbing, but it was um, there or thereabouts. Look, this is tough because all the media commentary around this is Frank's a Chelsea, you know, he's, he's adored by all the fans. They're all wrapped to have him back. He's going to be given extra time because of the transfer ban. You know, given the way they've started the season. So everyone is assuming that he's going to be given all this love. I think people are forgetting that Roman Abramovich is the owner of this club. That only goes so far. And and I think he will get concessions by way of, Frank, you don't need to win the Premier League, which is what every other manager had to do. Yep. Frank, you don't have to win the Premier League. But if they miss the top six, shit, if they miss the top four, or they're out of contention for the top four. With, Too early, yep. He's gone. They are, they're actually playing not a bad brand and style of football like it's easy on the eye a, I think it's a naive brand of it, football. no it is it's it's easy on the eye and it's good to watch and it's open and it promotes attacking but no you hit the nail on the head I don't know how many points it's going to win mm. well they haven't started well I, I just look at him and like even on the weekend they play Leicester they they've had the hardest fixture of any Premier League side so far mm. United away Leicester at home yeah it's tough right? you have a look at what City and like City yeah they played one hard game but the other game was pretty easy Liverpool have had two easy games. United had to play Chelsea, but at least we had them at home. Yeah. So yep. United have had a hard start, but not as hard as Chelsea. So they have had a very hard start. They they play like yeah, they play play a style that it's really fun to watch, but I just don't think it's sustainable. Mm. Leicester and like us, you see off Chelsea's first twenty minutes, and against Leicester they did score. Admittedly, it was an error from Leicester, but you see off their first twenty minutes, and. They die in the ass. Yeah, but but every team can grow, and and that that's obviously what you got the they can, the opportunity they, to be able to see. What when I mean, what Fab's alluding to here is, I just don't think they've got the quality. Yeah. To execute the style of game that Lamps wants them to, and I admire the fact that he's trying. I just don't think it's going to end well. Have they got a Champions League spot? They do. They do by virtue of the Europa League win. Okay. Someone. At, this sounds funny. Jose would be better off coaching this Chelsea side. They're backs to the wall, Chelsea side. They just don't have any quality. Let's park there, yeah, but he could rally them. Let's park the bus. Let's hit them on the counter. Mm. Frank's wanting to play with a new Chelsea, and I think he's going a bit early. He's tr- no, no, he's, he's whistle's tr- gone. He's trying to do the Andre Vash Boash changing of the guard. Yeah. Tim's winding us up. He is winding us. Wow, Timbo's. He's, he's going to talk up. European athletics. <laughs> it's funny that you say that. My my question, Fabian, is to Sean. Oh no. Sean, in light of the Marcus Bontempelli situation, did the AFL did the AFL fail Liam Jones? I think he, I think they did. I think that they did to the extent that I'm not I'm not you know I'm not making about Bontempelli should have been suspended or they didn't wait for the medical report or the like. It's it's that's a separate part of this discussion. But a week ago, two weeks ago, Liam Jones suffers a displaced larynx. 
and the football world is none the wiser as to how or when it occurred in the game. And I look at that and think, are the AFL actually investigating incidents that occur or do they just grade what the broadcasters bring to their attention? Back in the day, a trial by video, the idea was you're not going to get away with it because we're going to trawl through things. And in, I'm not saying that he was sniped behind the ball or something terribly untoward happened. It may have been an accident. But to have a guy's season ended and to suffer what is, what, a three or four week injury? More? Well, he's going to miss finals, most likely. Liam Jones. Well, no, no. Um, Nick Haynes. Nick Haynes. But I mean, yes, Liam Jones is going to I mean, miss finals. It's a four or five week injury, perhaps even more. Yeah. And you sit there and go, if it was an accidental elbow or whatever, fair enough. Yep. But to not even have the incident scrutinised, not yeah. even to say, what I would love them to do is to investigate it, find the incident to the best of their knowledge, yep. corroborate with obviously Carlton's medical team and the like to when it occurred, Liam Jones, to when it occurred. And like grade it in a little bit like an F1 incident, and Fabian, you're probably more aware of this. If something happens during a Formula One race and the stewards investigate it, there's no case to answer. They basically say as much. Incident involving cars 3 and 10 assessed um, as a driving incident or the like. But at least to say uh, it occurred at at the 15-minute mark of the second quarter between player Liam Jones and player B. Um, Incident was assessed as accidental, blah, 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 blah. And just at least say we're, we're accountable for an injury sustained, a serious injury, it's been sustained on the field. Like, I just think it's laziness, and yeah. it typifies the AFL at the moment. It just feels like, no, no, don't worry about it, move it on, move it on, move it on. And and, and the bond bump, it, it seemed like it was within play. It seemed fair yeah, and, and I'm not. It's probably slipped ever so slightly higher to be able to make the contact yeah. where it did. And I'm not for but one second. it wasn't second. an elbow or anything like that. So it, it was just one of those things, so... I'm buzzing myself. And I'm, look, I'm not for one second saying Bont should get weeks or this, yep. that, the other and talking about the medical report issue and the like. I'm just saying in the Liam Jones case... There's a bit of due diligence that's uh, not guy's, been done. A guy's going to, if it was in round one, would miss a chunk of the year. Yeah. And we sort of don't know how or why it happened. If nothing happened, fair enough, but at least look into it and figure it out. Understand it. Uh, question now, I believe, is from me to you, Timbo. Let's go. <sighs> I'm a big one on this one. Excuse me. Sorry. Do the circumstances around Manus Labuschagne's dismissal on the weekend satisfy you as a cricket fan? Not remotely. And and that's not as an Australian supporter or an Australian supporter in a position where we potentially could have won or even an Australian supporter for a young cricketer that's really stood up and had the opportunity to potentially get on the Lords on a, on a board as a concussion replacement. And really, he was playing. The, he was playing the innings of his life. He was, um, and all of that aside, what frustrates me the most is when a bloke goes out LBW and it goes to the third umpire. It's been a hard decision on field. If an umpire on the field isn't sure that a bloke has caught it, and you can have a guy saying, "I, I think I've caught it." you don't have to say, well, you're out until proven otherwise. Mm. I think you just need to undertake the review and say, are we comfortable with a bloke losing his wicket if are you it's just not clear? Are you comfortable in that instance that there's a soft signal at all? I don't think there should well, be. I, I think it just needs to be an umpire, two umpires on the field send it to the third umpire and say, and said, you we're not it. prepared to make a decision until you've reviewed it and you're comfortable that the, the you, catch has been you, taken. You touched on it, and I, I agree completely. I think they need to have the whole innocent until proven guilty. Yeah. Well, I, needs I, I, to be the mantra. Well, and, and as we sort of say, when a decision is made on the field with an LBW, whatever the on-field decision is, is what takes precedence. I think with a catch, you just have to say, 
um, the old school, the batsman gets the benefit of the doubt. We're reviewing it because we're actually yep. not sure. Yep. Um, and in this case, the disappointing thing for me is, and I'm not potting Joe Root for potting Joe Root's sake, but uh, there was something that didn't sit well with me as the captain of his team. He saw the same replay everyone else saw, and it reeked to me of desperation. It reeked to me of unsport. Like, I don't know how anyone could watch that and go, yeah, you're out, mate. Yeah, absolutely. Surely part of him would have sat there and gone. And look, what you know what would have been an awesome – I keep I talk about this occasionally. You know what would have been an awesome moment? If the captain of England in that moment – I spoke about it at the end of the World Cup final. But if the captain of England had gone to the umpire, look, I'll withdraw the appeal. I, I, I'm not comfortable with I'm not comfortable that. with that. I can't uh, – what's your um, – Crash Craddock made the comment that – for it to be a catch, it could not or cannot have taken a blade of grass. Yep. And it was, as I said on Twitter, there was more grass in that than a Jimi Hendrix concert. That's very true. <laughs> That's very true. No, not like that, Timbo. Good stuff. Uh, who else? Who, who we got? You got Fab? Uh, I've got a question for you. Excellent. Sure. Excellent. Has the AFL lost the trust of its fans? Quick one, Fab, for me. Unfortunately, yeah. If, if they're a government, are they getting re-elected? Probably not. They have... This has been an awful year for Gill and his administration. It's been dreadful from waging war with their fans, embarrassingly, really making their fans scapegoats, making their fans uh, appear to be villains, policing them as if we're in sort of a Stalinist state, to the issue we've had just just over the last couple of days with Jaden Stevenson. Uh, It's just more and more examples of mismanagement, of policy on the run, of lazy governance, arrogant governance, failure to admit you're wrong, is it incompetence? How on earth? Oh, to be honest, people are using the word loophole with Stevenson. It's not. Whoever's approved it has just ballsed up. Yeah, absolutely. Has just ballsed up. No, plain and simple. In no way, Jared Waitley's been fantastic on this topic with regard to. Has he turned on Jared? He loves him <laughs> now, doesn't he? But he, he when Sean board. was on the bike, when Sean was on the bike. Spending a lot of time with Jared. In, Jesus, in the, the relationship every with other was incident. Horrible. If I was to strike Fabian, I am suspended from every level of AFL, VFL football. I am registered to play in Correct. VFL, AFL. Correct. How on earth he is allowed to play? The day it's, it does it beggars belief. There's no possible explanation. There's no sensibility behind it whatsoever. And there, rather than sit there, someone's just made a blue, and rather than it be caught before it gets released, caught before they approve it, they're now backtracking to cover up their mistake, and unfortunately. It just happens far too often. Well, what upsets me the most is up until, what, four weeks ago, we didn't even know who was going to be playing on the Friday night. Spot on. Now, they've turned around. They said, let's play Collingwood on a Friday night. Oh, and perchance, you're now available to play on the Saturday. And you sit there and you're going, well, if you'd put them on the Sunday, the kid ain't playing. So how how can that be a Well, someone made a great great point where they said perhaps that we shouldn't have to do this, but should suspensions be rendered in terms of a date? You shouldn't no, have to. You shouldn't no, have to. You shouldn't. Because the AFL should have had enough sense to go, no, nah, mate, you're suspended for 10 weeks. It's 10 rounds. This is the last of those 10. So you can't play. Yep. They've made a blue. And it just, as I said, you know, they sit in their ivory towers at Docklands. But every no other bloke No transparency, now, no integrity. Every other bloke that gets suspended on a Friday night and gets two weeks, if in two weeks' time they're playing on a Saturday, say, they're going to turn around and say, well, with the Jaden precedence, yep. am I good to go it's it's not it's not good enough and it's it's look it's disappointing that ultimately they're just so fortunate that their product is so ingrained in the australian sports psyche that they actually don't have to be best in show 
because they've got so much ingrained support, so they much loyalty. Yeah, they true. don't have anyone to compete with them for our eyeballs, for our passion for the game. So they can mismanage it into the ground. I said it before with my last comment on this. Whoever replaces Gil, and I would not be at all surprised if it's before the end of the year, whoever replaces Gil, I reckon's got the easiest gig in world sport. Totally. Well, can I, I'll just ask you one question. Another question? Excellent. Well, no, no, just, uh, just following on, and it's just something that occurred to me. Um, if... If there was an AFL Super League that there were some power brokers mm-hmm. in the background... Like World Series football? Yeah, that had been peddling um, you know, the opportunity to be able to come out and, and make a grandiose statement on Australian rules football and throw in an opportunity to be able to provide an alternate league right now, and they announced it tomorrow... Gill and his mates would have awful trouble hanging on to people because a lot of people would happily walk away and say, I'm, I'm ready for the next iteration of Australian rules football. And we'll do our own deals. Yeah. Set like, last comment on this. The Formula One had an opportunity to do that. I can't remember the year. It was several years ago now where the teams basically signed what's called a Concord Agreement that they're all going to compete until X day. And like a collective bargaining agreement, they renegotiate it, whatever. They had an opportunity quite a few years ago now to splinter from the F1 umbrella and create their own kind of super league. And the idea would be to get away from the overbearing restrictions, to get away from cost restrictions, testing restrictions, to get away from everything that's shackling the sport from being the pinnacle of the class and start afresh. And they just probably didn't have the balls to do it. They probably didn't have the bravery to back themselves. And was that an Eccleston issue? To get away from that, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And basically to say... We want more money, A. We want a better product, B. We think we can get it without you. And that if they had had the balls to do it, you know what we could have had? We could have had a competition whereby the best five or six teams, so you would have had McLaren, Mercedes, Red Bull, I think Williams were mooted, Ferrari, obviously. Am I forgetting one of the, the other big ones? Like Renault, possibly. Arrows. Arrows, Minardi. <laughs> but like Force the, India. The big five or six yeah. manufacturers would have splintered off and had three cars each. Yeah, whistle low 15 minutes ago. But yeah, but, but what a competition that would have been to sit there and go, we're going to have 15 to 18 cars on the grid. And what would the engines have sounded like? Well, they would have been, once again, this was they could have been V10s. They could have been, it could have been open slather. It could have been chuck whatever engine you want. Whatever you think's the quickest, whatever you think's the most reliable. Whatever, go your hardest. Go your hardest. And it would have been like a throwback. It would have been brilliant. Uh, excellent. Thank you very much for that. We're going to move on now to Carlton following the